0: savage
1: fan <laughs> I for some some 20 i don't bump him crazy i'm more of them um, i'll say more a little baby fan than.
0: what is up guys welcome back to certain mindsets episode 29 i believe uh today we're talking to adesi he has a difficult uh, to say last name but lawal solaren i know him uh oh, right <laughs> back in 2019 uh, we we're talking about venture capital things and he was uh, in the bay area and uh yeah just had a really good conversation and I'm kept in touch, and I mean, he's doing some interesting stuff right now with a thing called Pinky. But yeah, welcome as How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's. Uh, I'm
1: in London. It's seven o'clock over here, so still got a few more hours to do. But yeah, i work today, do, but I'm good. No, I'm way. to be here.
0: How how um how's the weather over there?
1: Um, the sun was shining today, but it's always windy. To be honest, um, apart from in in um. It's always a bit chilly apart from in the summer. You get one or two days where it's actually hot. But yeah. Sun will shine it's a bit windy. How about in um
0: San Fran Yeah, I mean, um it's sunny, but it's like fifty three degrees, so not warmer, not cold, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a hot weather kind of guy. <laughs> 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 uh okay, man. So I mean you're the CEO of Pinky and you know you're a founder and love to just uh, unpack that for a second. So if you don't mind, what is uh, the company that you're working on and what's, what's it yeah, about?
1: Cool. So it's um, the music music tech space, Pinky. Um, software as a service platform for independent musicians to distribute market and live stream music. Um, huge focus on, on data. Um, and I guess our vision is really to build the infrastructure for the future of the music industry. There's various aspects of that um, from the financing, you may have bought wind this week. There's been tons of kind of the blockchain and NFT aspect. There's various parts, but more in terms of empowering artists with data and tools to pretty much uh, make more money, run their businesses um, and build kind of a new home for music and, and just accessibility. That's what we're focused on right now. Um, yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, is it, So the company's like three months old or how, how old is it? six
1: um about six months but was doing been in the music industry um by the team various aspects but um we we're managing artists before this so i mean by the record deal um, um and, and stuff like that but yeah the company pinky
0: was, was about six months yeah oh yeah that's super interesting
2: yeah so i mean what is the i guess it's for independent artists right so it's really for yep. them to um, I guess we had revenue, get exposure, get booked. like what is the uh, the software uh, going to do for them? Uh, I'm super curious because I think, uh, you know, there's not much tools for this specific segment. So it's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, obviously I'm really excited. So to kind of give you an understanding of the, the landscape, the main service providers for independent artists are um, distribution platforms. A lot of them have been around literally from the early 2000s. Um, yeah, some of the prominent ones: uh, Distrokid, CD Baby, etc. Um, a lot of these guys—they have been around for, for a long time. Some of them have actually evolved from physical distribution, um, where you could buy CDs, and, and to iTunes download. And now they've kind of gone to an evolution where um, an evolution where they also provide um, and help artists get their songs onto streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, etc. For free. Um, you either pay a monthly fee or you pay a per song or per album fee. You upload your your cover art, your song data, lyrics, genre, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then they get you they get your songs onto onto there. So that's the main landscape right now. So the main set of platforms that independent musicians interact with is um, yeah um, distribution platforms. And then what typically happens, or what we saw when we we're managing artists, is that you then. You go to various other platforms to pretty much do everything. On the marketing side, you'd go to various platforms to pitch your songs, to kind of bloggers and DJs, some to run ads, um, and then other kind of um, aggregators to kind of um, to understand your fans better. And we're pretty much focused on kind of consolidating that um, and just making it you know, super easy for one, not only to distribute your music, but um, to market it. Um and to understand your fans, and then we plan pretty much to offer more and more ways for artists to make more money, such as um, virtual events, creating merchandise, and things down the line. But right now, we're focused on the distribution and marketing side of things.
0: Yeah, that's totally interesting. I think uh, the, uh, I mean, music is something everybody needs, right? So that's that's, I mean, people who need to to express their art and and do that stuff is uh, it's I yeah. mean challenging thing, and it's. Really interesting um just to hear what uh the plan is. Um I think you know it'd be cool to great, get into like sort of like more entrepreneurial aspects of running this business.
2: Yeah.
0: You had uh, mentioned that you, you know, were a previous founder and then you know yeah. you went to London and got a job at Uber. Um what what made you uh I guess just depart from Uber or uh get get into wanting to do this and make it something?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it's actually funny because um <laughs> prior to Uber I had I had yeah done my own start before Edset company when we met. Um so raised a bit of money for that kind of from Angels and did accelerate and then prior to that after business school in the UK I'd worked at kind of smaller SaaS businesses, um, um, or different SaaS businesses, but I hadn't worked at a big type of um Tech company. Um, um, there's an acronym for the Google, Apple, etc. Um, so I was I was interested when I got really excited about um, basically when we set up the artist management agency and I decided to kind of move away from ed tech, um, I yeah, it made sense. I got a job. Um, I got a job to pay the bills whilst I was exploring the space, um, and then ultimately joined forces with my brother, biological brother, and then my friend um, who was working at Uber who I knew before. And then we just kind of started tinkering on things. But at the start, when I got the job in, in Uber doing business development across the UK, kind of for enterprise, um, enterprise and even one to five location restaurants, I, um, I basically, um, the initial plan was probably maybe do an MBA or something. I'd done a master's and went to business from the UK, but I don't know. It was like yeah. do a couple <laughs> of years and whatever and GM, the road to general manager or something. But within things were just moving really, 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 quickly. Um, like within a month or two, we had like 30 artists and a hundred, and we weren't paying, it was just referrals. And, and then also them paying for the product as well, like hundreds and hundreds, and just various things I'd learned before around kind of willingness to pay and, 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 and just, just, just kind of the, the empathy and the appetite and, and just got really excited. And then, um, yeah ultimately, my brother went full time first and i I went full time and then got gotcha. and then things kind of just started speeding um ahead of ahead of um, yeah, them right, right.
0: You, you, i think you know in our last conversation you had mentioned that you were putting like severance pay or like that money into the uh, yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah, literally so i yeah as I said, there was kind of an opportunity um where yeah I was able to get some severance and I used that um yeah. It, 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 into the business, um,
0: into the business. Or was that like a no brainer? Like, what was that
1: <laughs> no? Um, yeah, I had some stuff I kind of wanted to clear and and different things, and um, it was a decent amount. <laughs> I treated myself to a small kind of birthday a gift or whatever, just a nice winter quote, <laughs> and then the rest that just went into it was just. It was just yeah. It was like there was the 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 force I was just taking. So it was the decision was kind of made for me. It was just things were just going so fast. We had we had expenses. Um, we also had an, um, a pivotal team member. So our head of sales, or A and R, is a music term, basically for finding artists. But you can call it sales. Amazing yeah. amazing um, woman, Amal. She's um, worked at all of the major labels, um, SoundCloud, and various. Companies and was part of um, the the leadership team that sold a distributor to to Apple like two years ago, fifty million, and um, we had a serendipitous encounter where she joined our team, um, and it kind of was all happening uh, at the same time. So um, it was just yeah, it was pretty much a no brain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I gotta ask you this: Do you like being an entrepreneur or an employee more? And I mean, what's uh, I mean, there's pros and cons for everything, but uh, like what if you Yeah. yeah,
1: I I feel. I've always kind of had those I never saw it really as entrepreneurship. I just saw from a young age, literally in school, just buying a multi packs sort of um or like a, I don't know maybe what the American phrase would be, but just buying buying food in bulk, whether it be cookies, crisps, the soft drinks and literally just selling it into school. Um yeah, me and my, my girlfriend now, we are in high school with um, jokes about how, yeah, she used to buy, <laughs> buy produce from me and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's not no crazy story you hear kind of, of making millions as an 11 year old or whatever. I wasn't doing that, but I was always interested in commerce and paper route. And, and after school, I had a job and just different things like that. So it's always been in me. The, yeah, and then and going into the professional, I guess, world. Um, it's always been tech companies inter internships and more fascinated by technology rather than I guess being an entrepreneur. You know, I feel maybe my traits mm-hmm. um, and and who I am as a person have suited me to, to kind of um, really get excited about a problem and, and be able to kind of coalesce people to, to, to work on that and just identify people and just put the pieces together. I feel my traits, and, and humbly, or I think I'm pretty good at that. Um, and it's just kind of been a natural progression from there. But I, uh, I've never, um, I don't think there was a definitive point where I've said, um, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's more, I've kind of just fallen into this path. Sure. And I, and I love it. Yeah, I do enjoy it.
2: Yeah. And I guess there's uh, a follow up to that is You know, you you talk about, you know, selling produce and crisps to now, you know, selling music, right? Like, you know, what's your, um, at least how do you think about, you know, what problem to attack? um, Because this is also, at least even I have a little curse of like, you know, basically looking at many different interests. uh, And then at some point, you know, you're going to have to double down on one of them. How how do you think about that Uh, as our listeners probably always, you know, dream about starting companies, but the biggest one is not actually even acting on it, but actually deciding on which one to attack?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I definitely am more in the school of thought of of problem-based businesses. And I feel, yeah, I just, I, I just love it when you, and I feel the new breed or breed of, of of tech companies that are coming out, a lot of it is around democratization to a to a, a, a subset or a user base. Um, it could be whatever, flower shop owners or whatever. I, I, I definitely feel it works well when you have a problem, you have empathy, um, and then you build a solution around it. That. And that's been the case in both businesses. So in the EdTech company I did before, which was, was Dojo, so it's pretty much an Apple web platform to easily find um, mentors basically pretty much targeted um, at, at college students and recent grads and there was also a diversity focus as well and then so kind of a matchmaking tool and scheduling and stuff and then a recruitment business model on top of that and that business came out of pretty much my personal experience and I, um, I went to kind of a public or state school in the UK not, not, not a good school um, they were really kind of challenging, challenging, I guess, in terms of academic attainment, in terms of people just going down a really bad path. Um, and my outcomes in life, I, I studied economics at undergrad, um, went to business school and I got, I don't know what the, we call it first class, but sumo, whatever the highest, highest bracket grades. And, and, and uh, yeah, the business school I went to is, is Durham, it's pretty much um, what you call Ivy League, just after Oxford and Cambridge here. Um, and my outcomes, so pretty much, and the companies I've worked in have been drastically. And I saw that as um, social capital, the relationships I had, and the mentors and introductions and stuff. And that pretty much, I was obsessed with the idea of scaling that and also building a monetizable solution. And that was what was it was driving me with the first business, um, pretty much. And ultimately, it didn't go to plan. Um, we did make some money, we did make some achievements, but ultimately, it, it, it didn't go to pan, but that was what was driving me. I wasn't, I I wasn't, I don't know. Whilst I was interested in potentially what um, I could build, it wasn't, I didn't sit in a room or I didn't just kind of work on various ideas until, so I was kind of pulled by empathy or by that problem. And with the, um, the pinky, what, what we're doing now, um, yeah, it was kind of a happy experiment. I think there obviously is, has been an inclination that, to like looking at different ideas and possibilities, and analyzing customer sets and problems. I think that's a natural thing. But the idea of just I don't know, for me, it's never been I don't know. Open up a word document. Okay, what food food delivery and this and that. It's never been like that for me. Uh, and then picking an idea. Although some people do that. Um, but yeah, with the pinky, it was left exactly. out of of, of sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, would you say that the company started sort of out of like serendipity and out of like... Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, I was just getting that. Sorry, it was a long winded. but yeah, I was just literally getting to that. It was a happy experiment or Serendipitous where um, we did a campaign on pretty much mentorship in the creative industry with um, a record label, basically, a record label, Rock Nation. Um, pretty much did a campaign. on was working with some of their artists um, just on various various ideas around... Um, just pretty much mentorship and and, and various stuff and ultimately ended up setting up an artist management agency and then working with their independent artist distribution service um, and basically had a distribution deal um, and ultimately just through that experience running the artist management agency and and trying to just break these artists like on a really basic level how much are you making? How do you market your music? And how do you, this is literally what we were doing. And then um, the idea pretty much stemmed from there, where we quickly saw that from the outside of the music industry, looking in as a consumer, you see Spotify, you see things, everything's changed. But what we quickly realized was that the tools um, for the artists to build and run their businesses are nothing. They were not there. And yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. My perception is, I guess, kind of unique that I'm not an artist, but uh, I have like a friend or two who, since college, have been trying to break into like I guess I mean, trying to just grow in the industry, right? Like, um, is there like if I was like to become a rapper overnight, right? In order to have this idea and I you know figure out like okay, I'm gonna put a song on YouTube or Spotify, what? What I mean, if it turns out well, like what what is the outcome that they all want? Like, is it a signing with a record de- label? Because I mean, with independent, you know, with the independent owner masters type of, um, uh, like, uh, what do you call that? Like, uh, mindset. Yeah. What What is what is like the overall goal? Is it like much yeah. views? Is it like get a yeah. spot? Or is it like?
1: Yeah. Pre previously, um, the model was very much. Um, towards getting a deal, and that was pretty much, I'd say, prior to 2014, 2015. Um, prior to that, it pretty much because the infrastructure and just the barriers to entry was still pretty high. Right. One, um, on one side, the the consumption, the way music was consumed, was still transitioning to digital. So the cost was was literally was was high. It was just dropping with obviously uh, iTunes and stuff like that. So that was on one side. And so it was pretty, practically it was just expensive. And then on the other side, social media enabling people to, to build communities and fan bases that obviously has just been, I guess, taking more for since 2008 and stuff like that. So the goal previously had, and the only way really had been some sort of deal or production deal, um, a major label, a smaller boutique label, um, Mm -hmm. And then obviously various problems there, more the equi- the ownership splits and giving um, ownership away to your, not to get too technical, your master rights, which means in perpetuity, even if you die, or the label can be recouping off of that. So that was the previous type of model. Now uh-huh. in today's world where the barriers to entry have dropped. So there are tools to, to um, you, you can get in the door, the streaming and social media enable you to get, in the room, basically, or get in the game, um, but the room's pretty much a, a, a mess, and it's still still sort of challenging. So it's 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 pretty murky. A, a huge point with regards to making a sustainable living and thriving as an independent artist um, that is very 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 murky today. But you can get in the room.
0: That's that's really interesting because I, I mean, singers, rappers, people who produce their own content and. They're they're entrepreneurial in their own way, and I think that you know what you guys have is uh you know something that could be of value to them and accelerate the the process. I mean, um, I, yeah, I mean, being a, an artist is you know challenging, right? Like uh, I have friends who are like, I have a really good friend who I guess uh is, is writing a song or like producing a song at 3 a.m. and they have that grit and that that, that kind of like uh. Never give up type of attitude. I mean, let me. It'd be cool to just, I guess, hear more from you on the industry and how it's changed since. Uh, I I think that every like, if some, if anyone wants to be an artist, right, like their perceived route to success would be just make a song of their own and not even try to work with the label because you know they lose a lot of money if that that's what happens, right?
2: And what are the yeah
0: the what do you recommend that they do would you say that it'd be best to just sign with i don't know what's a good record label nowadays uh just sign with like a top record label or would it be yeah,
1: I, pr- I pretty much would say you have to so obviously there's the capital part of it Um, the tools are there but to, to, to pretty much to get to the point where you're making enough money to um, um to make a living or, or to even to make a living or let alone be a star there is that Upfront startup cost. I we see, and this is we see the uh, um artists as as entrepreneurs as business. We call ourselves a B two B SaaS platform. We see them; they have revenue streams, and in this era, you see yeah, literally artists incorporating themselves, and that this is the way they should be thinking. But it's the startup cost, I guess. Um, so at an initial start, I would I would recommend one, obviously, obviously using using Pinky to to market your music, (laughs) get your music on streaming platforms, and then market it um affordably understand your fans all 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 of that that amazing stuff but ultimately you would need to yeah fund fund whether it be from a job or or money that you you start where you could call it bootstrapping or whatever in the same way a startup would need um depending on relationship would need to get some traction i'd say you'd have to bootstrap yourself so Fund your 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 first EP, your your first singles, your first music videos, um, and there's tools to make it low cost. But until you get some traction, and then that's from the first point of what I'd say. And then the second point, the second point would be seeing yourself really importantly as a business with different revenue streams, um, and that's really really important, especially in this era, obviously of of, of COVID. So I get this amount of money from streaming. Um, and if you're really bullish, um, looking at doing different models, for example, um, where artists can buy your, oh, sorry, fans can buy your music directly, get more money and stuff like that. But anyway, your money from streaming, your money from merchandise sales, your money from sync, placing your song in a, in a sync licensing, your money from, from various. Um, so the first point I would say would be bootstrapping.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the second point I would say is seeing yourself as a business, and growing growing those different streams your fans being customers and, and supporters um, and the last point I would say adding is that there is a point there is a inflection point where once you've got past for some it's like I would say 50,000 monthly streams List- um, sorry monthly listeners you, you fall into the realm of funded distribution so um, that could be someone would approach you, um, a distributor, or, or, or um, sometimes even the major labels, they have their independent arm where they'll be like, okay, we're going to fund a release for you um, on a 50-50 split. You own your master's, right? So this is funded distribution. Um, and that's pretty much, I would say, say the flow there. And then there you build your brand, your stream before you know it, um, your, your your monthly listeners, your revenues growing up. I would say pretty much that today is, is the trajectory for a successful independent
0: artists. that's pretty interesting how do artists make money is it off of an ad or is it off of like Spotify just recognizes that they make that they give them like that recognizes that there's a lot of plays and they're just like yeah. uh, here's here's what you get for this
1: yeah. yeah so you how artists make money today the primary source is off their streaming, so they use a distributor, or like like us, or they use or one of the other distribution platforms to get their songs on onto Spotify, onto Apple Music, onto Tidal, onto all of these platforms. And then, yeah, based on the amount of streams they get on each platform, they can withdraw withdraw funds. And each platform has a has a different amount they pay per stream. That is a really uh, complex, and uh, various factors go into that. But that's pretty much how they make. So to give you an idea. For for example, on Spotify, for about I guess 500 monthly five hundred thousand monthly listeners, you probably get about you're getting about two two thousand pounds basically, um, and that's that's t- to get to that point. That is not an easy, 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 easy feat. So it tells you that the, the amount of money that they're, they're they're making one if you based on the structure of streaming platforms and, and the payments one they're not making a lot. Um, they're not making a lot,
0: uh-huh. but
1: they are. They um, they they, they their primary sources from uh, from streaming platforms. If they focus on streaming platforms, if they're savvy and they have other new revenue streams, then they can get money off merchandise, for example, of getting um, of off shows, virtual shows, of off of um, things like Patreon, or other revenue streams. But um, yeah.
0: Just just curious. I mean, you probably a knowledge expert here. Like, if uh, how how do how does like the Spotify Top 100 come about is it just off of streams? Is it like it really that's all and I mean every other industry? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so it's it's pretty much on stream. So most of the charts there, are yeah, are on, on stream. They do have playlists, for example. Sometimes if it's um if it's a playlist, um, for example, it could be hip hop, it could be it could be um pop or or whatever the playlist would be. Some of those are curated so. The Spotify team, for example, the editorial team is what they would call them, okay. based on various factors. They a and ring or like this artist is hot, and just different factors they would select and place you on on a playlist. But they do have some some charts or some charts or some sort of playlist that are are fully just based on streams. Um, but then they also have some that they create themselves.
0: Gotcha. That 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 clears it up a little bit and um just wanted to go in a little bit deeper into like what was so before spotify and these digital uh music players the other option would have been to just go to a record label right so i guess this whole thing just generates a new market and uh, i mean anyone who wants to be a musician in a successful right yeah yeah
1: so pretty much that is yeah so previously you would have to fund your cds that's literally CD. it Sounds kind of crazy um but that's pretty much how it is in the cd era up until i would say probably 2010 like the yeah. natural slash itunes 2011 prior to that literally um in the uk we have hmv um i'm not sure where people provide um i think in the u.s probably mom and pop etc but our artists would would pay 10 grand would somehow get 10 grand by x amount of seat copies literally go give a hundred to hundreds to um you see uh, jay-z for example talked a lot about this in the early days of when he founded what prior to rock nation the record label we had literally he was going to mom and pop shops um and and giving them and then collecting 500 dollars, etc and but pretty much and you even have people selling hey one dollar for my mixtape and so that was the world before physical like yeah, yeah. one whatever <laughs> And now the barriers are entry. Everything's been digitalized. The whole streaming model is there. So it's, you have, rather than buying physical um, CDs and owning that, you obviously got users are paying to access um, a monthly subscription to access um, unlimited amount of music. The challenge I'll just, I'll just add there is pretty simply, it's just, artists oh, so are just making much less money now because, and they have less control over the price. Um, that, that, that's pretty much. The, the challenge now but the barriers to entry um have been dropped to get in the game but it's it's kind of um i guess they've been blindsided to some ex- extent bec- ex- um, to some extent because they can get in the door really within like you can call yourself an artist or sign up get a song on spotify whatever 50 bucks um or even much cheaper than i get an album out there you can set up a social your social media profiles but then to, to make money and build a fan base um, is the you need challenge need now. Is the challenge.
0: What, what do you think, I mean, what do you think makes a song, what do you think makes the artist's work recognized in that, that way? Because everybody wants to do it, right? But I mean, opposed to or other than just sounding good and um, there's, there's a whole lot of like marketing and a whole lot of like stuff that you guys are trying to yeah. provide in that one platform for them.
1: Yeah, so pretty much there's two aspects. So I guess there are two aspects: the being or thriving. Well, I say there's various, but we call it distribution. Distribution: the term can be a bit confusing because in typical startup world, distribution kind of means marketing, but yeah, in distribution means getting your songs on uh, onto um, streaming platforms or selling your music. So um, a music distributor pretty much today that means they would get your songs onto different streaming platforms so it's pretty much selling it so one side is selling your music so getting onto streaming platforms and the other side is pretty much marketing your music those are the core and then you have other revenue streams outside of that so one obviously you need to distribute it's pretty straightforward to get your song data and do all of that set your release date plan ahead which is really important you need to be thorough you need to be thorough you need to plan you need to as i said your your business you get your The cover art and all of that that's kind of a lot of that's the starting point um, of just the distribution and you set a release they upload it then i guess really the focus really is understanding your fan base and marketing marketing to them affordably and that's what we focus on so we give you data one and obviously all of your streaming metrics uh, how much you're streaming how much you're making but then our focus really is understanding your fans where they are who they are and then marketing to them. We provide tools to do that. Some to pitch your songs based on geography. So if I'm in in New York, what DJs, what bloggers, what playlists are there? And then on the other side of the coin, um, we provide a tool to run ads, targeted ads based on a use case to either, for example, grow your YouTube subscription, your Spotify follower list, redirect them to your own personal page. Um, But pretty in simple terms, Mm. uh, to thrive as an artist uh, right now today independent artists you have to have the distribution covered you have to have a robust marketing um remote marketing plan and then you have to have a um, yeah a budget to pit behind uh, behind that
0: yeah yeah that's 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 pretty different compared to the environment 10 years ago right when just maybe it sounded simple just to get a record label and do everything some of them so I think that it's better to be an artist at the present moment or which i mean there's i guess there's no right or wrong or there's no yes or no but what what do you think is the easiest way which one yeah like in,
1: yeah t- yeah so, so pretty much i believe artists it- more money before okay it's, it's it's the easiest times to be an artist or to get in the game. like the barriers entry are there so now it's pretty much, it's, it's been democratized. It's, as I said, the tools are there. You can basically put music out to the world. Um, but the, ch- the, the, the challenge is basically um, making money off that and also doing that affordably yeah. without selling. Um, so it's, the challenges today are making money because of how fragmented, making money off your music based on the underbelly like how streaming works as i said you're just making less money um and then basically just because of lack of data and tools and how fragmented it is it's like you have an artist manager everything's all over the place um you're going to spend way more money and time marketing
0: do you, hey do you do you watch the show atlanta by the way have you ever seen that one i've watched
1: some of it i actually haven't watched all of, all of it no
0: yeah yeah it's it's about a well, childish gambino and, uh, yeah, yeah. called Paper it's i love that show they they need it season
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to actually go back and watch I watched a few episodes but I didn't I didn't finish it but um long story short to answer your question the artist made more money before now you can um it's easier to get in the game but to to, to be a happy um artist and make be making more money um and it's a challenge basically
0: yeah yeah that's that's really interesting and uh I think it's also just going to change uh over the next decade or so with new inventions and, and new ideas that people have in, in their own right. Yeah,
1: yeah in layman's, um, that's the trajectory. Um, it's, it's a really interesting time in the music, music industry Just because of tensions around all of these things I've mentioned, you're going to see the um, emergence of self-service platforms um, like ourselves that are, are going to make artist's life easier. And then on the other side of things, um, just all of the the copywriting, the, the major like, copyright rights and just the underbelly, like how much people are, are paid and just all of this, you're, you're definitely going to see a change there as well because of the tensions. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, that's, that's great to get a better understanding of the industry as a whole, just since, uh, as a consumer who likes music, it's always something I was curious about to figure out how, uh, how the, the mainstream media or how the songs that I listen to are kind of just arranged and it's it's really interesting and uh yeah I and mean, totally fascinating. So I think the next portion of this podcast would be to um just pick your brain on uh uh what do you call that? I guess uh well I guess what we could do is uh I was ask you a series of random questions related to what you do and See, see, uh, what you have to say, but um, yeah, super casual. Uh, okay, so, question is, um, what kind of artists do you listen to? Like, who, who are you bumping currently at this moment?
1: Yeah, so I listen to a lot of UK and, oh. and US US um, as rap as well. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Bryce and Tiller, okay. Um, so there's a lot of guys I've just been re, 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 kind of discovering on the UK side of things. Um, um, I listen to yeah, a lot of Dave Santan, Santan Dave. Um, he, he's a rapper um, over here. Um, yeah, he's done done really well. Um, yeah, so I, I I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of R and um, I listen to some kind of soul as well. The likes of Eric do. Cool. So I'm also yeah. am always looking for kind of new artists.
0: Tanner, um, pardon? You a Twenty One Savage fan? I listen-
1: <laughs> Some some twenty. I don't bump him crazy. I'm more of um. I'll say more a little baby fan than. Yeah, than sure. <laughs> yeah, so I listen to a lot of little baby, um. Yeah, a lot of little baby. A lot of Nipsey Hustle. um. And even funnily enough, yeah, he's been a big, big yeah. kind of pioneer independency, <laughs> and um. So I listen to a lot of Nipsey Hustle, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, yeah. What um? Do you listen to anything before you have to do like an investor pitch, like? Together,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. I listen I listen to a lot of Nipsey, Hussle I listen to a lot of Jay Z, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely being honest, yeah, I, I do really, um, yeah, uh, hip hop, rap, but then also, I'd say, really importantly, Afrobeats. Um, so I'm born and raised in London, the UK, I'm of Nigerian heritage, um, but I, uh, I, yeah, so I, I really identify with that part of my culture and my identity. So I listen to a lot of Afrobeats music, that's like a burner boy, of whiz kid, um, underground artists as well. More smaller artists, mm-hmm. uh, um, I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say my two biggest genres probably are, are rap, Afrobeats. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, there's some, some under that as well.
0: Another, another random question that we have here is, uh, is a fish and chips in London and the UK really better than America's fish and chips?
1: i actually don't believe i've had them um, no (laughs) uh here see that's our pride and joy but in uh, i didn't actually have it in america she has got a great pizza (laughs) in new york (laughs) cheap, but yeah i I, I didn't have um, fish and chips in america
0: gotcha okay um okay i think we'll jump into like the last segment here where it's uh what is Earl Earl normally ask these things, so I <laughs> um, uh yeah, I think I think one of the things is uh if you had to define and put a startup mindset in your own words, what would you say your personal startup mindset would be?
1: I would say definitely resilience, drive, humility. Excellence, innovation. there's a few words. Yeah. That I would. You say, kind of the mindset I would say would be innovation. Um, yeah, innovation, resilience, gotcha. and and humility. If I was to draw it down to kind of three three keywords, it would it would be those um, yeah, innovation, um, resilience, and uh, kind of for kind sure
0: next question is uh what advice would you give to your 20 year old self if you were able to travel back in time and talk to him um
2: i pretty
1: much i would i can't say i have a huge amount of regrets thankfully um yeah i'm, I'm happy i'm doing what i love and and of course the road has, has been bumpy has been challenging of some sort of just learning um, about technology and previous startups and, and, and various things. But I would say probably maybe just doing things quicker. I probably got in this startup game maybe 22, interning at different kind of startups and SaaS businesses and, and stuff like that and working on projects at business school. But, um, yeah, probably earlier just getting in earlier, maybe, um um yeah, get getting in getting in a bit a little bit earlier. Um but yeah, I, I can't say I have a huge amount of regrets of kind of yeah, um doing what I love. But yeah, maybe just getting in a bit earlier than I than I did.
0: That's that's amazing. Um probably would say something similar. I think that uh yeah, I mean just uh retrospectively there's there's always something that can, you know, been done differently and um yeah i mean it's good to hear that uh last question is uh what books or things have inspired you to pursue what you're doing right now and um what books or what people uh do you think you you just found inspiration or
1: um uh, definitely i've the hard thing about hard things by ben and Horror it's um it's a great book i really really enjoyed that and I also read um Decoded more recently is Jay Z's kind of say it's a biography, maybe you call it a biography. I read that more recently. Um, yeah, I would say definitely the hard things about hard things. Yeah, um, and then decoded both various various books, obviously the zeros to ones, the typical kind of startup books. Yeah, but, um, yeah I would say a good starting holistic, I think, kind of. What I was saying about resilience, drive, humility, kind of innovation. I think mean, the hard things about hard things is a, is a great, great book.
0: Yeah, I've read some, or I've listened to parts of that, and yeah, definitely uh, good stuff. And I think the last part is, man, how say how, so? If I'm an inspiring artist, how do I, you know, use Pinky and figure out what to do?
1: Sure. So we're in private beta at the moment, um, working with a, a few hundred artists, but you can literally just go pinky with two eyes. IO. Um, and then, yeah, you can, you can request to join the community and, and pay the various, the various fees and, and, and get kind of onboarded to the, to the platform and start, yeah, selling and, and marketing your music, understanding your fans.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a good time here and, you know, thanks for telling us about your startup journey and, you know, looking forward to, uh, things in the future that you guys are going to do and, been an absolute pleasure on That man. does it for another episode of Sir Mansa's podcast. We appreciate your listening and uh, it would mean a lot to us if you could head over to Apple and give us a review for this podcast. Definitely wrapping up the work to publish this book. Uh, we're around 33,000 words, so we're getting closer to our end goal. And um, yeah, I mean, we just want to make an impact on the world, and I think we're itching closer, so. Thanks.